Hi, Jay. How's it going? Hey, how are you? Thanks for being here, Dennis. Not a problem. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Always a pleasure. First thing on Mondays, we get to talk for the team at Can Delta. I, it's a good thing we don't have to talk to people who don't know anything and are a bunch of jerks. Because um, <laughs> I'd much rather start the week talking to people who know exactly what they're talking about and are, who are awesome and kind to work with. So thanks for being here. It's a pleasure. Honestly, I could say the same about you. Well, uh, most of the time I'm a piece of shit, except for these 15 minutes. So, uh, so that's what most people think. So it's okay. Hey, we have a question this week for Ask the Experts. Can I get it to you? Yes, sir. Shoot it. Sure. Uh, so this person is uh, a real go-getter. Are you ready? So I want to be involved with an LP and a retail store on the business side of things. What are my options? What I think they're getting at is they want to own a retail store and have their own products or something like that, but you'll help decipher it. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, this is a pretty common question, to be honest, and it varies from province to province. Really, there's only a few ways, theoretically, to be involved with the retailer business and a federal license holder business. Um, one, you can be involved in both and operate them as completely separate entities. Um, you can be involved with both and operate them as completely separate businesses, but still try to provide benefits to each other, taking advantage of that. Or uh, you could operate them as a farm gate store, which as you know, is having the retail store right on site where's, where your cannabis products are being produced. So I'm gonna address each of these options, but for the three main provinces with the largest cannabis retail landscapes. So in BC, Alberta and Ontario, they all have a similar hybrid system in that there's a government-owned wholesaler where the private retailers need to get their products from. In BC, it's governed by the BC Liquor Distribution Board and BC Cannabis Stores is that wholesaler. There, if you operate your retail store and uh, production business as separate entities, you're limited to have under 20% ownership. So if you're involved with uh, LP, you can have under 20% ownership in a retail store or vice versa. BC actually prohibits business, those businesses from providing any special benefits or considerations for each other, um, such as joint advertising, promotions, or commissions. So even though you could be involved in both the retail and production side, you can't necessarily leverage that partnership. And finally- They wouldn't want these businesses to be super successful at all. Exactly. Vertical integration, what's that? Right. Um, and finally, BC doesn't allow farm gate operations, at least not in any sensible way. BC actually has what's called a tied houses rule that limits the relationship between the retailers and the federal license holders. The goal of that rule is to prevent the retailers from showing preference to one producer's products over another. So, if the BC Liquor Distribution Board determines that there's such a risk, that store would only be able to be licensed on the condition that it can't sell any products from the license holder that it's associated with. Yeah. <laughs> so like it that, I mean, I'll stop there and we'll get to the other provinces, but honestly, that could only help BC producers and BC retail, retail like. Yeah, I know this was actually an issue with them in the liquor side and they eventually dealt with it. And there is talk that this is gonna change in the coming future. We just don't necessarily know when that's gonna happen. 
Okay. It Where did are we going next? For alcohol, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, going next. That's that's great. Um, next would be Alberta, and in Alberta, the retail cannabis is governed by the AGLC. Um, Alberta Cannabis is the name of the wholesale distributor that they need to get their products from. Uh, and technically, in Alberta, you can be involved in a cannabis retail store and an LP as long as the two businesses are completely separate. This could mean being an officer or director at both of the businesses, but as the AGLC describes, the operations between the supplier and the retail store need to remain competitive in nature. Another way to achieve this kind of partnership could be by having the retailer operate under a subsidiary company of the supplier's corporation. Regardless, they have to be separate and can't provide each other any benefits. Um, the only allowance being that the supplier can provide a loan to the retailer, but that's just per, par course for anyone that has a subsidiary company. Right. Can I ask a question about that? Because yeah. Aurora has an Aurora branded store in Alberta, but they're basically separate entities. Yeah, that's, that's really got to be the only way uh, that it's done. And, and that store can't show any sort of preference for the products. I guess they could only order Aurora products though. <laughs> I mean, well, they got to get those products from the uh, right. They, they still have cannabis. to order them at wholesale prices from the government, but yeah, they, and they can't have more of those products than oh, other LPs. Oh my goodness! Okay, because then it's not competitive. Hey. <laughs> um, and with respect to Farmgate, they don't have any regulations yet around that, but the whole principle of Farmgate really would be prohibited based on their whole stance of not competitive in nature. Mm -hmm. And then finally, the one that I think is really the most interesting is in Ontario, right? We have the OCS as the exclusive wholesaler um, and suppliers are limited to having under 25% ownership of a retail business. But so far, Ontario is the best option for farm gate stores in Canada, at least. Specifically in the Ontario License Act, it does state that federal license holders are eligible to have a retail store authorization which is what you need to open a store. It says that they're eligible to have this for a farm gate store. So they can have that store on site. And we've confirmed what this means. It means that the address of the store has to be the same as the address that's set out in the federal license holders actual license. They're also limited to having the federal license holder and anyone that they're affiliated with to having only one retail authorization for now. So if uh, LP has several sites, right, but they're all under one corporation, they can only have one farm gate store. Again, God forbid people would want to go buy cannabis from where it's grown like they do, I don't know, wine in Niagara or something like that. Yeah. It's, Smith Falls would have a lot to say to this. <laughs> yeah, right. Smith Falls. And there's other places. Well, never mind the fact that there are some licensed producers one comes to mind that is in a community that that is opted out of retail. Yeah, actually in, in BC, they need to comply with the municipal guidelines as well. It's not so much so the case in Ontario, but it is opted out of retail. So that's, they're not allowed there. And it's yeah. a similar case in BC, but they need to get municipal approval, approval, not opt in, opt out, but approval in BC. 
and that's that's a tough nut to crack at least in some municipalities out there for sure it is and th there's a lot of challenges we're currently we're working with a couple of clients that are doing a retail farm gate in ontario and we see a lot of value obviously but there's a ton of challenges that you got to overcome when going this route you know you have to deal with the municipalities you have to ensure that your zoning is okay or apply for a variation uh, you're going to have to make renovations to your facility that are likely going to need to uh, require you to notify health canada and you have to be strategic about your store and facility design in order to keep the actual operations as separate as possible it's like, I mean, and, and it's like this with, it's like this with alcohol, it's like, but the hodgepodge nature of which each province is doing and which each municipality wants to see and the overarching sort of federal licensing, I mean, not to state the obvious, but you need people like you to help you navigate that because otherwise, you know, you spend time, energy, money, and sort of heart uh, going after something that may or may not be possible, even under the sort of farm gate rules in Ontario, which you're saying are the most, um, the most established promising, I guess. so far. Yeah. yeah. But there, but there's no farm gate stores, right? So it's not no, as if no. everybody's gunning for it and getting it. It's, it's not there yet. They're pretty much like just the only province that actually talked about it and has it in some of the regulations, thankfully. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's talk that in Ontario, some farm gate stores might open up post pandemic, right? Whoever knows whenever that's going to be. But hopefully once they do start opening up and once we move forward further with our clients that are in this process, it'll show the rest of the country a good framework that it is possible and start to expand outward from there. Yeah, I mean, I know we've been talking to folks like say in Nelson, British Columbia, right? Interior British Columbia. And, you know, the idea that this could be a real tourist draw, it, it already is on the unregulated side, right? The fact that this could be a real boon to those communities is, is, is of course important, but also important for those communities and the industry as a whole and for consumers and, and, and. And, and I know, you know, it sounds like we're banging our head against the wall all the time that these regulations are in the way, but, but I think I expect, and I think you expect that once it's proven that A, it works, but also the sky doesn't fall when you do these things, it may open up faster than, than we may expect. I agree, and, and not only that, but right now, if you compare the types of licenses that are out there, there's a small amount of micro license holders. Right. I feel once Farmgate is allowed, that's going to skyrocket because it's a really, really attractive business proposition. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is, and it would be so exciting to, I mean, we just came back from a week in Muskoka, right? Like, can you imagine like a Muskoka tour of the micros in Muskoka? It would be fabulous and jobs and money and nothing goes better with Canadian cottage country than cannabis, I'm told. Um, uh, right, but it's like, I mean, it really is just, it's just waiting for it. So, so it's exciting times ahead, hopefully, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Well, Dennis, as always, this has been uh, an enlightening conversation. And, and every time we're with you or your colleagues at Can Delta on Mondays, we learn a lot. Uh, it helps us chart our path forward, helps us sort of look at the future and what's to come. So thank you for your time. We'll look forward to catching up with you uh, down the road. My pleasure, Jay. Thanks so much for having me. If anyone's interested in opening Farmgate, give us a call. We'll ha we're happy to help out. I'm interested. <laughs> All, right, All right. Thanks, Dennis. Have a good week. See you, Jay. Thanks. See you.